unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. palms in your hands, waving them like you just don't care. <laughs> I can be a DJ if I want to be. <laughs> good morning, everybody. It is so good to see you all here. Those of you who are visiting, those of you who haven't been in a while and are, and are back, it's so good to see all, the, all your faces, the smiling faces. And it's good to have you who are visiting on YouTube as well. For those of you who are visiting, there are welcome packets on the outside of the sanctuary. Feel free to pick one up on your way out as you leave out. Um, and if you get a chance, let me introduce myself to you as well before you leave service today. I'm going to share our announcements. Oh, 
Did I say I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid, the senior minister here at UD University? <laughs> well, I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid, the senior minister here. <laughs> I'm so excited, my mind is just blown. <laughs> so, I want to uh, thank um, Sharon Clace, the director of our uh, children's church, and every single one of you who contributed to making it a fabulous first annual Easter egg hunt. We had an amazing time. Woo! We had over 100 kids come out to participate ages 3 through, what, 17? We had teenagers there, too. For real. We had teenagers there, too, which was cool. Next year, I want to do a scavenger hunt for the teenagers and then do the Easter egg hunt in the front. But it was amazing, amazing, amazing. So thank you so much, those of you who helped. We had 14 volunteers here yesterday, and then we had people who helped um, with the water, with, with candy, with filling up the um, Easter eggs, and then um, promoting us. Eileen did a fabulous job of promoting us. So thank you, everybody, who was here to help with this um, amazing event. It's, uh, uh, we're becoming a community outreach. That's what I wanted, community outreach. This Friday coming up is going to be our good, we're going to have our Good Friday service. It will be at 6.30. I'm looking forward to it. And then um, our, our next, well, the men's group um, is coming up too. And that will be Saturday at 10 a.m. on Zoom. I haven't been told anything different, so I'm assuming it's going to be on Zoom. And then next Sunday is our Easter Sunday slash 25th anniversary Sunday. Woo! Our first service ever, who, which was uh, the church was started with um, Reverend Barbara Clevenger, and she started it on Easter of uh, 1997, and that was March 30th. So we're going to start celebrating this uh, year on Easter. I'm excited. I'm excited. We got a lot of stuff coming, too. And then the women's group is having a past life regression discussion on May uh, 1st, which will be down in the social hall. It'll be in person at 12 p.m. Men, you are all welcome. And those of you who are not members, you're still welcome to participate as well. And it is recommended, highly recommended, that you read the book, Many Lives, Many Masters. Some of us have already read it from when the men's group did that uh, a, a book, um, book discussion. And I think it's going to be nice because there's going to be a um, demonstration of a past life of regression. So everyone's welcome. And then, yeah. okay. So if you get it on Audible, it's only an hour. And thank you for saying that, Faith, because we have a couple um, of the books up in our lending library. So if you want to borrow, borrow it, you can as well. Thank you, Faith. Um, my next class is going to be Unity Basics, and it will be starting on May 3rd. It'll be on Tuesdays um, from 6.30 to 8.30. And though it's for anybody who wants to study the Unity Principles. I do this um, every year for the new members who have just who've joined, but it's for anybody who wants to study or restudy, because every time I study that book, I get new insights. And you can purchase the book on Amazon. It is The Five Unity Principles by Ellen Devonport, and it is required. To sign up for the class, please email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com, and I'll send you all the information. I think this will be a Zoom one, and the next one we'll work on trying to make it in person. So everybody is welcome to attend all of these events, or some of these events, <laughs> however you want to do it. For more information about our activities, our classes, and events, please visit our website, unityfh.com, 
or our Facebook page, which Faith has been doing an awesome job of keeping updated. Thank you, Faith. Um, and then I also wanted to mention that we have a new prayer chaplain, Miss Sharon Lewis. Will you stand, Sharon? Can all of our prayer chaplains stand, please? We have Sharon Lewis. We have Roxanne Bailey. We have Lynette Kelly and Eileen uh, Lindbergh. Did, did I say Roxanne Bailey? Roxanne Berry. I'm getting you mixed up with your daughter's name. Eileen, what did you want to share? Trivia, trivia night is the 30th. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. Um, trivia night is the, 30th, uh, the 23rd. Um, you know what? We are going to be doing, um, the, the prayer chaplains are going to be doing wellness calls once a month from now on. And so we're going to have a sign-in sheet next week ready for you guys so that if you want to receive a call from us where we call you and pray with you once a month, you can sign in. We're not going to impose it upon you. So you'll sign in. That'll start next week. We'll have the sign-in sheet. And then starting in May, we'll do, go ahead and start the wellness cause. Well, that concludes our announcements for today. Um, as our music team sings Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and our minds for our daily word and our opening prayer. can feel God's mighty power and God's grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the for the reading of our daily word and the daily word for today Sunday April 10th 2022 is Palm Sunday I celebrate and welcome the Christ let me affirm that again and then I'll have you affirm it with me I celebrate and welcome the Christ together I celebrate and welcome the Christ and today's message reads Palm Sunday begins Holy Week and commemorates Jesus's triumphant entry into Jerusalem Although we, he arrived humbly, seated on a donkey colt, the excitement of the gathered crowd amplified the celebration as they waved palms and shouted. Spiritually, the crowds represent human, human, humanity joyously responding to the presence of the Christ among them. Jerusalem symbolizes a place of perfect peace. Today, I celebrate and claim this peace as my own, as the awareness of the Christ dawns in me. With each prayer on my lips and every thought in my mind, I celebrate and welcome the Christ of my being anew. And then the scripture for today comes from John chapter 12, verse 13. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me. Take a deep cleansing breath. 
bring your attention down into the center of your chest, which is your heart center. And just tune into a feeling of peace, a feeling of love, as we acknowledge that divinity within. Mother, Father, everything God. In this moment, we, we acknowledge and affirm that you are that only power and that only presence that is active in our lives and in the universe, God the good omnipotent. And as we acknowledge your presence, we thank you for every single way that you show up in our lives, guiding us, leading us, and directing us into our highest and greatest good. We thank you for every single way you love us and show us how to be an example of love as powerfully as Jesus is. And we thank you for bringing Jesus into our lives as our way shower. And so we just take a little time just to sit in a feeling of peace, a feeling of oneness, a feeling of love, as our hearts celebrate Palm Sunday. And so take another deep, deep breath and breathe in a feeling of love. And exhale, I release, I let go, I let God. I just surrender in this moment, everything to God. And just be, just for a little bit. Knowing that you are always loved no matter what. And you accept it just the way you are right now. thank you, God, for that knowing. We accept it, we receive it, and we be it. We close this prayer and meditation in the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ. Thank you, God. Amen. I love that. Thank you, Nicholas. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. Say that two more times. 
I am an individualized expression of God. One more time. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our U of H growth affirmation together. And if you're wondering if it's working, take a look around. <laughs> together, together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Separate, even if I ran away, cause your love never fails. No, I still make mistakes, but you have new mercy for me every day, cause your love never fails. Your love never changes There may be pain in the night But joy comes in the morning And when the oceans rage I don't have to be afraid Because I know that you love me Your love never fails Your love never fails And the chasm was far too wide I never thought I'd reach the other side But your love never fails Yeah And you stay the same through the ages Oh, your love never joy comes in the morning and when the oceans rage i don't have to be afraid because i know that you love me your love never fails your love never fails for my good you made all things work together for my good if you want to sing along you could join us you made all things 
work together for my good. And you make all things work together for my good. You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the God's love never fails. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh man. I am so hyped up. I truly believe, and I'm going to say it over and over again, that we have the best band, the best uh, music team in unity. <laughs> Amen to that. Woo! And we're going to be having a music Sunday soon where they're going to be sharing even more music. I'm excited about that. Ah, oh, man, man, man. Huh. So, I heard this little story about a, a cute little story about this couple. They, was, they had been married for over 60 years, and they were laying back on their back, sitting back on their back porch and um, looking at the sun setting on the trees and everything. And the wife looks over to the husband and says, you know, there was a time you used to hold my hand lovingly. And so he held her hand lovingly. And she said, and there was a time you used to look me in the eye so sweetly and give me a kiss on the cheek. And so he looked her in the eye so sweetly and gave her a kiss on the cheek. And she said, and you know, there was a time where you used to nibble on my ear, and I just loved that. And all of a sudden, he let go of her hands and started walking into the house. And she said, where are you going? He said, to get my teeth. <laughs> Nothing like pleasing your wife, huh? <laughs> Oh, I thought that was so cute. <laughs> That's a joke I wanted to tell last week that I forgot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think it was worth it, though, telling it today. So we, uh, we're in Palm Sunday today. And Palm Sunday begins Holy Week. And Holy Week is the last week of Lent. And it's called Holy Week because of the incidents that happen and that we read about in the Bible that lead up to um, Good Friday, which is um, the crucifixion when Jesus was crucified. And so we go into um, reading about the beginning of it where Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey cult. And because it's uh, symbolizing and because it's reliving and reenacting what has been said in the Old Testament about the Messiah coming into Jerusalem, the, the Jewish people who knew the scriptures well get excited and start 
uh, yelling Hosanna and throwing down palms in their jackets and stuff so that Jesus could, Jesus could walk over it on the donkey colt because that's a sign of royalty. It's a sign of praise. They were excited about what they thought Jesus was going to do because he was the king of the Israelites. He was the king of Israel. So they were really excited about that and celebrating that. And when you look at what it means metaphysically, Jerusalem represents a city of peace. It represents that time when you feel really at peace, really at one with the consciousness of God, when everything is just copacetic and peace and peaceful. It's not a high feeling of happiness or a low. It's just a state of neutrality and peace. And when you think of when you uh, look at Jesus, Jesus represents, as he's coming in on the cult, he represents our awareness of who we are in God. And the, the donkey cult represents, which is, they use another word in the Bible. We got some kids in here. I'm not going to use that. I won't use that word. But that, um, the um, donkey represents the human side of us. And when he rides in on the donkey, which is a baby donkey, it represents us taking control of our human expression. It represents what I've mentioned several times where I said Jesus has been represented in the Bible four different times. First is Jesus. And you see it says, well, Jesus walked up or did this, and Jesus did that, and Jesus got in the boat, or Jesus walked up on the side of the mountain, sat down, or whenever Jesus is doing something, it's, it's his personality, it's his body moving, so it's the Jesus in him, which represents our human self, our personality. And then it's Christ. They represent, they say Christ sometimes, referring to Jesus, is when they're talking about the divine ideas of Jesus, the divine ideas of man. The Son of Man, I mean, the Son of God represents the Christ in you. It's the divinity within you. So you hear, you see it in the Bible where Jesus is represented by them mentioning the Christ. And then you hear, so when you read it, you read Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ represents the times when we become aware of the divinity within us. When we start to tune into God, start to commune with God, and start to become aware of that, that quiet that still small voice inside of us. You can't be loud and hear the still small voice inside of you. You have to go inside. And in unity, we use the fourth unity principle, which is um, meditation and prayer. And prayer means to commune with God. God is already communing with us, but it's when we intentionally commune with God. That's Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus is when you let that God guide you and become the ruling consciousness of your life. So the human side is following the Christ, the God in you. So as Jesus is riding in to Jerusalem on that baby donkey, he's representing humility. He's representing that the greatest part of him is the spirit in him, that he could do no things except with the God inside of him. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He's representing that he's taken control of his human personality, and he's taken his human personality and put it in the hands of God, and he's letting God guide him into peace. It also represents what Jesus has always mentioned, that you cannot come to God unless you come with the heart of a child. Just think about that. Coming with the heart of a child. And the beautiful thing about Lent is that Lent, the Lenten season, is a time of releasing all those things that we're attached to that take our attention. Like some people let go of a candy or sweets. Some people change the way they eat, different takeaway foods. When I uh, became a vegetarian, I did it slowly. First, I gave up pork. 
And then the next year I gave up red meat. And then I gave up chicken and all the rest of the meat altogether. I did it during the Lenten season. It was easy for me to detach. I used that as my way of detaching. Some people will detach from other things, um, habits, things that are destructive or dysfunctional or unhealthy in their lives. The most powerful thing, the most powerful way to fast during the Lenten season is to fast from the thoughts, the habits, the, persona the uh, beliefs, and the ways of thinking and feeling about ourselves that are unhealthy. And, and, and the purpose of it really is to, is to detach from the power that it has over you. And then when you get to Good Friday, to cross it out for the rest of your life. To cross it out for the rest of your life. And as we started this Lenten season, we started it with fasting from the things that are stopping us from being that aspect of our personality that we're walking into more powerfully this year. So in January, we had a white stone ceremony, and on that white stone, we wrote, it was these stones from Jerusalem, they're small little stones, we wrote the aspect or the name of what it is we are growing into this year for our, our, through our, our, our nature. And mine was freedom and love. So learning to be more fully self-expressed, like freely self-expressed, but it's also having, giving myself the freedom to, get, to receive love just as freely as I give love. Does that make sense? And so we, this year, this year, we decided to fast from those things that are stopping us from being a powerful expression of that. Some people said um, belief. Some people said joy. Uh, uh, someone else said love. Um, detachment. What else did you guys say? What other names? Peace. Strength. What? Belief. All of these names we're growing into, right? I'm listening. And so we've gone through studying about how to be a true disciple. We've gone through studying about fasting from those things that no longer serve us in order to feast on the things of God, the thoughts of God, the beliefs of God, the habits of God, to truly move into a space of trusting God. So that when we step out of Good Friday into Saturday, it'll be our time of rest and letting God dismantle those things that we've let go of and rebuild us into our resurrection on Sunday. Now, the other, the, why is this called Holy Week besides Palm Sunday? There's aspects, like I said, in this week that are powerful. One of them was Wednesday. They call it Spy It's been called Spy Wednesday because that was the day that Judas agreed to betray God, uh, Jesus. And then you have Maundy Thursday, which was the day that the, Jesus had the Last Supper with the disciples. And he gave them those commandments, do this in, my, in remembrance of me, to eat the bread as if it is Jesus' flesh in remembrance of Jesus, meaning step into the substance of God inside of yourself and become one with the consciousness of God that co-creates anything in your life. It starts in the spirit realm first. And so you tune into the spirit realm and tune into the divine ideas of God. That's the substance that you eat. That's the bread that you eat. Bread means the substance. The divine ideas behind everything is the substance of it. And that's what we partake of. We begin to think of. 
And then Jesus says, drink of this wine and, 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 and as if it's my blood in remembrance of me. And that the blood is your spiritual source. It flows and it's pumped through your body, through your heart. But it's your spiritual source. It's your life force inside of you. And so when we be that, we flow in those divine ideas. You don't just think on them. You have to bring them into fruition. You have to flow into those divine ideas. Like do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, for instance. Like we're one with God, for instance. Like there's nowhere you can go where you are not one with the love of God. Those divine ideas, like we are fully human and fully spirit. Like uh, thoughts held in mind, produced after their kind. Those divine ideas that we live on, that, that we think on, you have to be the expression of them. And when you do, you're drinking of the wine. You're remembering Jesus because Jesus was our way sure. That's what Jesus came to do. Show us the truth, the, the, the light, and the way. But then there's a part that really touches me that happened before Jesus, before the, the dinner. Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. Even Judas's. He knew Judas was going to betray him. Now, some of us in our person are like, I ain't washing his feet. <laughs> you kidding me? Go on and do what you got to do. And washing the feet is a, is a very humbling he took off his tunic, he put a towel, wrapped a towel around his waist, and he went and he washed each person's feet, and he dried them, showing that he was here to be a servant for our heart, showing that to be the greatest example of love is to love in the greatest way you can. And the feet got the dirtiest. In the, when, as they were walking around, because they didn't have fancy shoes and stuff like we do now. So the feet got really dirty. So to wash someone's feet, which serve you, and actually it may be the most powerful part of you that serves you because you use your feet to walk places. Those of us who can, we use our feet to travel, to walk places, that's the part that gets the dirtiest. But he bent down and he washed their feet. He made himself open and receptive to the most powerful expression of love. And during the Lenten season, that's what we are here to do, but not necessarily to just to other people, because you do repent and you do serve, but the most important person that we're meant to serve is the God and the Christ in you. How are you washing your own feet? Meaning, when you leave one situation and go into another, how are you leaving it, kicking off the dust and leaving the judgment and everything behind you? Are you leaving your past behind you? Or do you take it with you everywhere you go? Jesus goes to wash Peter's feet. And Peter says, I won't ever let you wash my feet because he's, he's not realizing what this means. And I'm in 13, John chapter 13, verse 6. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, now he's, he's Simon Peter. Simon means to be receptive to the truth. Peter means to trust and have faith in the truth. He said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, 
You don't understand what I am doing, but someday you will. That's hindsight is 2020. Sometimes we won't get it because you're not ready to get it, and it's not until you go through the experience of it that you get from an intellectual understanding of it, you move into a spiritual understanding of it. Verse 8, no, Peter protested, you will never wash my feet. Jesus replies, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. I'm here to tell you, unless we clear out the gook that's keeping us from truly being expressions of God, like for real, for real, you won't really belong to God. You have to give yourself over to God with the heart of a child, which means that we're here to be open and flexible. We're here to be innocent, which means that we do not walk through our life with judgment on our hearts, tainting and bogging us down. We're here to be totally trusting in God. You see how kids are? Kids trust you. And if you tell them something and you tell them enough, they'll start to believe you. We're here to believe everything that God tells us, even when the circumstances do not look as if what God is telling us is so. We're here to trust it. And we're here to be receptive of God's love. I promise you, if you don't wash out the good that's keeping you from feeling, being, expressing, and, be, and, 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 and living in the love of God, you don't belong to God. We're made, God made us in God's image and likeness, and we are, our bodies are on, on loan. But until you turn it, your life into God's hands and tell God, I am yours, because we have free will, you're not. You have free will. You have free will. Does that make sense? Like, think about that. What would happen if you turned everything over to God? Worries, concerns, and let your heart celebrate and move into a state of peace. I want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to visualize Jesus coming in, into the city on a donkey. Just take a deep breath and visualize that. He's humble. His heart is open. His heart is innocent. His heart is trusting. His heart is loving. He knows what's going to happen at the end of this week, that week, this week. But he's still freely coming to God, to the city of peace with the heart of a child. Now I want you to let that person, that's Jesus, turn into you. I want you to visualize you coming into Jerusalem on that donkey. Your heart is open. Your heart is innocent. So I want you to affirm, I am open. I am innocent. I am trusting of the Lord. I am receptive. Now visualize you going towards Jerusalem, and there's a, uh, even if you want to just visualize the people in the church, 
celebrating you with palms and laying them down in front of you as you walk through whatever it is you're walking through right now, whatever it is you're going through in your life, let your spirit override the human experience of it and walk into glory, walk into peace, and let at all the thoughts in your mind and the people in this church visualize saying, Hosanna, praise be the Lord, because you are letting the Lord guide your heart into peace. And that's what we're doing this holy week. That's how we step into the power of Holy Week, which is the title of my talk. I step into the power of holiness. Together, I step into the power of holiness. Take a deep breath and breathe it in. Then say, Hosanna. I am blessed in the power of God. I release whatever blocks my way. I am at peace. I think peace, I feel peace, I am peace. Thank you, God. Amen. Now, you've just affirmed that you've come in with the glory. Uh, Micaiah, can you do me a favor? Can you have the kids tell, the, tell Ms. Sharon to let the kids come in? The kids have been, the, the children's church, they've been working on this. I love that. Sharon has really been studying and training to be a unity teacher for our children. And if you want to help with that, she does need help because the children's church is growing and she can't be the only one in there. So I invite you to help her bring that consciousness of unity into the, ch the minds of the children. But what we're going to do is, you're gonna, um, when they come in, we're going to stand. I'm going to have them come down the aisles and we're going to hold our palms. Oh, those of you who are in the aisle, hold your palms over and let them come in. They are representing a lot, they're live representations of our innocent children's heart, hearts of a child. Does that make sense? Yes. So we're going to let them do that and have them, come, and have them come in. So let's stand up. And look at these beautiful palms. And just imagine, they're coming. They're a coming. <laughs> are they coming? There they are. They have a little presentation or something they're going to do. Are they coming, Faith? Yeah. Okay, yay, yay, yay. So when they come in, we're going to say, Hosanna, and you can wave your palms over them. And we're saying this to ourselves. Come on in. Come on in and come down the from middle aisle. Come down the middle aisle. Hosanna, 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 praise, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. You can come right down. Yep. Okay, I guess you can come on up. Hosanna, Hosanna. Wow, look at all these kids. Hosanna, Hosanna. They're still coming. They're still coming. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Let's give them a hand. And while we have uh, Miss Sharon here, and Caden and Dylan, can we give them a hand too? Because Caden and Dylan did some work yesterday. And, and Sharon, that was awesome the way the, the Easter egg cut was amazing. I'm turning the floor over to you. Yes, we did. Yeah. So we're turning it over to you. Yep, you can sit down.
You gonna yell it out loud? Here, Dylan. Oh, you got your. I think so. Te say testing, testing. Testing, testing. Gotta say a little louder. Testing, testing. There we go. It's on. We are sharing the poem A New Life by, by Reverend Dr. Jane Simmons. In the midst of the darkness comes the early morning light. A ball beneath the soil grows to be a, to be a lily pure and white. Where does the caterpillar go when the butterfly takes flight? The empty tomb revealed the truth, the Christ in all of its might. Thank you. We didn't hear. Can you give her the mic? Let me hand her the mic. We didn't hear you, sweetie. I want to hear what you said. What you think? celebration of life. Yes. And the Hand them the mic. They're growing up. Okay. Christ's life Christ in me life never dies. Me never dies. Yes. Yes. So before you all leave, can we um, extend our hands to them? We're going to extend a blessing. Now, just know that as we bless them, these are the hearts of a child that we are, they're representing us. So I will affirm it. You can affirm it after me. We love you. We, love you. we bless you. We, you. we appreciate you. And we behold the Christ in you. Thank you for being our example. Yes. Amen. <laughs> All righty. Thank you, guys. You want to go down and sit? Can we give them another hand? And we can have the music team come on up. We can have the music team come on up. It was my dream to have the children's church be a part of church. So I, as many times as I can have them be uh, visible in the service as part of my um, talk, I'm going to do it. <laughs> You guys can go ahead and sing. Let's give the music team a hand, too.
to tears and pain It's that love's in need Of love today Don't delay Send yours in right away Hate's gone round Breaking many hearts Stop it please Before it's gone too far of evil plans to make you its possession and it will if we let it destroy everybody we all must take precautionary measures if love and peace you treasure, then hear me when I say it's that love's in need of love today. Don't delay, send yours in right away. He's going round, breaking many hearts. Stop it, please, before it's gone too far. Well, that love's in need of love today. Right away, oh, hate's, hate's going round, breaking many hearts. Stop it, please, before it's gone too far. the rest of whatever's left over for this week. And then Friday, we're going to be back here at 630. We're going to have our Good Friday service. It's going to be a very sacred service. Let this week be holy for you all. As, and, and as many times as you can, visualize that what you did, that journey into peace, especially when you're having moments of non-peace. Visualize having those moments of peace. Does that make sense? Yes. And if you can, wash your feet as much as you can. Symbolizing that as well. I don't mean they're stinky. I'm just saying. <laughs>
You were laughing like I was saying something. No, I'm just saying because it symbolizes clearing away the gook. So let's um, take a deep breath and visualize or feel what you feel led to give to Unity of Farmington Hills as a donation for today. And as you exhale, exhale into the consciousness of prosperity. I am prosperous. Together, I am prosperous. And let's affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. Let's stand up so we can do our uh, virtual prayer circle. Just bring to mind someone who you feel needs prayer. Gently close your eyes. Visualize us in a circle. Usually we make a circle around the church. Just visualize us in a circle. And visualize about 30 people from YouTube in, in this circle with us. And call forth those people who you feel need prayer. And as you do, I will pray. So James, Ashley, Jaden, Jasmine. God, as you hear these names being called out, we know that you're already tuned into each and every heart. We affirm right now that not only are you tuned into their heart, you're tuning their heart into the consciousness of love. And as you tune their heart into the consciousness of love, their mind begins to think on love, and the power of love transforms their life. And so we thank you for blessing each and every one of them in the way that they need to be blessed, in your divine order, in your divine timing, and in your, your divine way. And if we called forth our own name, we thank you for doing the same for us. Thank you for blessing unity of Farmington Hills, all of us individually and as a beautiful group of love. And God, thank you for blessing the world. In the mighty name and nature of the powerful love that is the Christ within, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. And now let us affirm our prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Let's sing our peace song. Praise, Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me. Praise God, there's peace on earth. The peace that was meant to be. Holy Week. We will see you on Friday, Good Friday. I love you all. Peace and blessings to you all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page 
unityfh.com slash donate.